Here we go, Waco. This is Mr. Aaron, and welcome back to another episode of the Warrior Update. In this episode, I'll be speaking with several Waco high school students that have been doing some pretty cool stuff lately and are earning themselves some acclaim. So without further ado, let's get right into our first conversation with one of our cross-country runners. Okay, so I've got uh, I've got Jonah Egley here, and he just qualified for the state track meet, and we just wanted to uh, like get to know you a little bit, Jonah. So tell us like what grade are you in? What do you participate in? And then we'll get into some details about um, cross country and qualifying for state. Um, so I am in tenth grade, and um, most of the sports that I, some of the sports that I do are cross country and track mainly, and some other ones depending on, on the year. Don't forget about esports. Yes, also esports, of course. <laughs> um, so the question I have that or that I'd like to start with is like, what do you like about cross country? Because I know like a lot of people, and I'm kind of in this category, is like I think about. Like, oh, running for a long period of time, and it's kind of a put-off to me. Why, like, why is it for you? Why do you enjoy it? What do you think the benefits are of doing it? Um, something that I just kind of enjoy about it is how it's more of a solo sport than anything else, just because other sports that I've played in the past are definitely team sports. Um, and it's just kind of nice to just be me by myself out there. And cross-country can be a team sport if you look at it in certain ways, but it really is just mainly you out there. Um... So, and then I got to imagine when you're running, do you think about the other, like your opponents running very much? Or are you just thinking about like yourself or how do you, like what kind of a mindset do you go into an event with? Um, an actual event kind of flip-flops between myself and my opponents because sometimes like I won't really have an opponent picked out until probably like the second lap or just like the last couple hundred like a couple thousand meters before we get to the end because that's when I just gotta start picking out like okay I'm gonna have to pass this guy I'm gonna do this but before that's mainly just like okay just keep running keep this good pace up and see how many people we can pass and so just like a general cross-country event I mean I I haven't ever been to one I know I live in Winfield and I know when they have cross-country events there like you there's not a parking spot available on the street like so it seems like a lot of people come to spectate, actually, do you guys start? Are you like staggered start times? Do you all start at once? Like, is it based on like if you get in front of the person next to you, do you beat them, or is it all based on times, or how does that work? Everybody goes out once, but it is split up, of course, in like girls and boys and junior high and JV and varsity in that okay. way. But like, if it's all varsity, all varsity, they just shoot a gun and everybody runs. Okay, um, yep. is that how the state? track meet is going to be set up it, is it going to be similar because i imagine there's like a bunch of different um like school tiers like there's probably a versus 3a versus you know 4a and things like that do you each have a different day is it all happen in the same day i believe um the the this one i'm going to specifically set for the 1a districts so yes it should just be uh just know like everybody's going at the same time unless you're a boy or girl i believe Okay, and then so what did you like? What did you have to do to qualify for the state meet? Was it like you had to beat a certain, you had to place in a certain level? Did you have to run a certain time? Um, you had to place in a certain level, top fifteen. Okay, and so you placed out of top fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteenth, got in though. That's that's what matters. And um, 
I, I know I talked to Coach Pugh a couple of times during the year, just kind of like asking how you were doing. And he said, you know, that he thought you had a shot, but you had to shave like 30 seconds off your time, um, which 30 seconds, your normal time would be, what would an average time be um, for you? I'd say anywhere ranging from 19 minutes, like low 19s to high 18s. And... And that's to run how, like, what distance do you run in cross country? Uh, 3.1 miles. 3.1 miles. And so 30 seconds is, like, not a huge amount of time, right? I mean, because you're running for almost 20 minutes. So 30 seconds, it sounds like a lot, but, you know, if you're thinking about the whole of the event. Uh, going into, so going into that last event to qualify, is that, is that like, something you had in your head? Yeah, um, not really. It's more not about time. It's more just about, like, I got focused on a guy and stay with him. So time wasn't a big thing for me. It was more just, like, got to be ahead of this guy or be by this guy. And then going into – so let's go over, like, state. Like, when are you running? What day is it happening? When are you running? It is happening November 2nd, so this Saturday, and it starts at 2.30, I believe. No confirmed time on when boys are running. That I have heard of. And is that in Des Moines? Where does it take place? Fort Dodge. Fort Dodge. And like going up to that, are you practicing this week? Are you like training this week? How do you train like to go to state? Is it the same? Are you just doing the same routine? Is there something you're adding to prepare? So yes, I am training this week, and but my but I don't know if my coach is gonna try anything different with me or if we're just gonna do the same stuff and see if that works. What's I mean, what is the same stuff? Do you just are you just running? Is that an oversimplification of what practice looks like? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Because <laughs> sometimes it is like we will run a certain distance, sometimes it'll be time based, sometimes we will be doing sprints um as practicing and sometimes we're going to the weight room to lift weights to help recovery okay. time. So there's lots of stuff you can do to lots help of stuff that goes in. Um well uh you know, I just wanted to say, again, congratulations. I'm super happy to hear that you're doing it. And, you know, I, we really look forward to you representing Waco. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jonah. Next up, we've got Mason Lee, and she does some interesting things around rodeo. But, you know, to tell the truth, I don't know very much about it. So we're just going to jump right into that conversation, and we're going to let her explain what exactly it is that she does and what she's been up to lately. All right, so I've got Mason Lee, and she, I, I honestly know so little about what it is that she does that I'm not going to even try to, like, introduce it too much. Um, but before you get into what you're up to and, and what event you just did, why don't you just tell us, like, who you are, what grade you're in, what types of things you participate in. Okay, like you said, I'm Mason Lee. I live in Iowa, in Wayland, Iowa, and I participate in rodeo, and I participate in the Iowa High School Rodeo Association and there's big things you can do with that but mainly you rodeo all week all weekend most weekends from when the beginning of school starts all the way till up until now and up to early November and I participate in team roping breakaway roping barrel racing pole bending and I just started a new event called cutting 
And does all that stuff, is that all like one event or are they separate events for no, those things? No, are separate events. Separate events, but yes. they all happen in one weekend or it's like yes. this weekend you're doing... They all happen in one weekend. They all happen in one weekend. Do most people do all of those things or are you kind of an outlier in that you're doing a whole bunch of it? It just depends on the girl or okay. the the cowboy I guess but okay is it co-ed do you compete against boys or is it are the genders separate or in the barrel racing and the pole bending that those are two girl events and the cutting they break it up into girls and the boys but in the team roping you rope against a guy team or it could be a guy and a girl or two girls okay um that's interesting that they're broken up in different ways like that so you just went to like a big event and did really well, I understand. Yeah. So do you just want to kind of tell us like what that event was and how you did and what that means, like what's next? So this weekend there's two different events like broken up in two different sections, but one of them was the Ultimate Cowgirl Challenge and the Iron Horse Challenge. And I actually got the pleasure of winning the Iron Horse on my horse Bubba. And for that you had to compete in four different events on that horse and I actually competed in five and they totaled up the points with how you placed in each of those five, four or five events and however what horse had the most points throughout the day that day on Saturday um, won and there was a novice division, there was a junior division, there was an open division and then there was an over 40. I competed in the junior division and I was able to win the iron horse on Bubba and then I was also leading the Ultimate Cowgirl deal going into Sunday, and then it just all started over on Sunday, so it was a whole different deal, but it's still an awesome experience. And then the Junior American Qualifier was the only one in Iowa this year. It was in Cedar Rapids this past weekend, and I got the chance to go to Fort Worth because I placed second in the event. So And so... So when does that, so you'll go on to compete at a national level then? It's like the American, it's like called the RFD TV Junior American. Then there's also the American Rodeo. And if you make it in, I think it's the top five in the like qualifier rounds, you get to go to Arlington and the AT&T Stadium and rope. So So that's a big deal. That's like, is that like the big, is that like the big event for the year? That is like the world's richest one day rodeo. The world's richest one-day rodeo. And so, um, well, congratulations, because that sounds like, it all sounds really impressive to me. Um, what? So what are your aspirations moving forward? Because you are a senior this yeah. year. Um, so are you plan, Are you going to professional rodeo? Is that your aspirations? Or Actually, in you... college, like you would participate in volleyball or basketball. There's a rodeo program at some schools. So I want to go on to college rodeo, ultimately, is the goal. But... Um, there's college rodeo teams at just a junior college, or they can be at a university. But I want to go south because I want my horse with me all year round. If you stay up north or in Iowa, they have to go home during the winter. So. And um, well, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> uh, are you? So are you going to visit schools? Are you? I mean, I imagine if you're doing well, like qualifying for national events and things like mm-hmm. that, are are you being like contacted by college recruiters? Yes, I've had at least. Three, like I had three people call me in one week, and last week I had someone from Kansas call me, and it really hit home. That's who 
she convinced me that I might not have to go to Texas to be <laughs> happy, but um, I'm leaving this week to go to a whole bunch of college visits. Oh, so. that sounds super yeah. exciting. Now, are there scholarship opportunities available with that too? Yes, some schools give full rides completely for if you go to rodeo, and then they they give rodeo scholarships, and then on the rodeo scholarships they might pay for your tuition and they might play to board your horses there at the college and everything. Oh, okay. So. And um, do you have like a study plan? Are you, do you want to go into some sort of like animal science or something like that? Or I'm are going to go into athletic training okay. and at pro rodeos they have uh, like a sports, medi- sports medicine booth called the Justin Sports Medicine and they travel to all the pro rodeos and they help the pro rodeo athletes. So that's where I'd like to be. <laughs> but if I don't make it there, there's Fit and Wise Centers in Texas, and they help train the rodeo athletes and keep them in shape and the muscles and everything beforehand. And, you know, that's something I didn't even think about really is, like, yeah. athletic training for those events. I mean, I know it's a grueling, like, mm-hmm. thing to be, to do to your body just because of Mrs. Duvall's <laughs> brother um, and his rodeo experiences. But um, what kind of, like, training do you do besides just practicing, like, your, your routines on your horses and things like that? Do you, are you, like, lifting weights? Do you do, like, do you have a training regiment? Um, well, if you if you have horses and you're on the farm life, you have to go bale hay, and that's definitely a workout, but chores every night, and you have to rope, like, to get to rope, and you have to have muscle memory, and it, it does take a lot of muscle, because if you're weak, you're, it's not very good, and the more you just have to practice roping the dummy, which, that's just, like, on the ground, you don't have to have your horse out, or live cattle, or anything. And then you can have your horse, and I pull, like, a dummy behind, like, a four-wheeler side-by-side or something. And then there's different ways to practice on that. And then you have to keep your horse in shape, so it's, like, long-trotting your legs, muscles in them, and lifting the saddles up on a horse. You may have a short horse, and you may get lucky, but I have some big, tall horses, (laughs) and I have to get it up there. It sounds like a lot of work. Um, How much time do you think you dedicate a week to your rodeo skills? Um, <laughs> it's probably a lot of it. I mean, chores in the morning, riding at night, chores at night. Um, every morning and night, I'm with them. So <laughs> it's, your, it's your life. Yeah. yeah, it's your life. Well, uh, it sounds like it's paying off all your hard work. Congratulations mm-hmm. on you know getting this far. And yeah. when does your event take place, your national event? March 4th. March 4th. So you got a little while to yeah. prepare yeah. some more. Yeah. All right. Well, it's great to hear about you doing cool things. Like I said, I just, I heard about it. Yeah. Thought we'd take the opportunity to talk to you. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. And finally, we've got Liz Birchfield, who really is into a whole bunch of different things. So again, I'm just going to let the conversation speak for itself. And um, here's Liz. Okay, so we've got Liz Birchfield. And um, Liz, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself, you know, who you are, what grade you're in, and kind of like all the things you do, because I know you're pretty busy. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Birchfield. Um, I'm a senior here at Waco, and I do trap shooting in band. And so specifically, there's like a couple of things that you've had some like acclaim in lately one is the world food prize that you did with miss peters do you want to tell us like about that like how you got into it like what the big event was and what it's all about so i like started it by uh writing a paper so we had to like choose a country and i chose indonesia and a problem that they're having is like vitamin a deficiency because like they have really rainy weather and so all they can grow is white rice which isn't very nutritious. So I wrote a paper on that 
and then we went to the Iowa Youth Institute in Ames and we got to like present our paper to experts and then from there I was chosen to move on to Des Moines and um, it was a really nice experience there and we got to network with a bunch of people like the president from the Democratic Republic of the Congo was there and um, I got to present my paper again and I just got to meet a lot of nice people. And, and when it's called like World Food Prize and you're talking about people from, you know, Congo or whatever, I mean, this is like the worldwide conference for this, right? Like yeah. it's the big, the big show, correct? It's like the uh, Nobel Peace Prize of Food is what they call it. And they like announced that Simon Groot, he was a dude who won the prize this year because he made a strain of seed that would like grow in tropical climates for like squash. And they, like, awarded him, and we got to watch that live from the Capitol building. And we got to, like, have a little party with that. And so was this was this guy, was he, like, a student? Or was it, is it, like, just the people of the world? It's not, it's not, like, just for high school students. No, like, we're just, like, distinguished guests there. But this is, like, for any important people. Like, this dude was a sixth-generation seed farmer. It's just whoever is interested in, like, agriculture or food or solving world hunger, they can attend. Okay, great. Um, and then so the other thing, so this is, like, completely separate, but in addition to that, which happened, when did that happen, the World Food Prize? Oh, uh, that happened in, like, late October. Late October. So then just recently, last week, you um, did, like, a state band thing. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I competed for a spot in the All-State Marching Band, so I my audition, my audition time was like 1.45, so I got there about noon, and then like I warmed up and stuff, and then what they have you do is they have you learn two big pieces, and you can learn a piece of your choice up to a minute of it, and um, of those two big pieces, they choose like a little section, and you have to play that section for them the minute of your solo and then you have to learn like 12 different scales and then you choose one and you pick a card that has two on it and you have to play those scales and then if they like you they call you back which is what they did for me and two other people and so they chose another part of one of those big pieces that we had to learn and they narrowed it down to the two who would be going through and then an alternate so it's like a sounds like a pretty rigorous yeah. process to happen in one day. And what instrument do you play? Baritone. Baritone. Okay. And so now that you're you made the cut, what happens next? Uh, we've got like six different pieces of music to learn, and a couple of them have like first and second parts. So I'll have to learn all those. And then the evening of the twenty first of November, I will like compete with the other eleven euphoniums from the state of Iowa. And we'll be, like, ranked 1st through 12th, and that'll determine what cut we get of the pieces. And then we will uh, rehearse the 22nd all day, and the night of the 23rd we will perform. And where do you perform? Like, where does this take place? I believe at Iowa State. I was, like, a... Is that like a football game or is it just No, like it's a, just like in their auditorium. Just in the auditorium. All right, cool. Um, and then is there anything beyond that or does that end there? Is there like a national marching no, band it. thing? It's just the state thing. Well, cool. And then I'd also mention, why don't you just, since I've got you here, let's update people on like trap shooting uh, because you are, well, what did you get for your, I know you did really well on trap shooting or have in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, so what... What are kind of your accomplishments there, and then what's happening with trap shooting this year? Uh, trap shooting's, like, kind of slowed down now. We had our last big trap shoot about the uh, start of October. Um, I've won a lot of awards with it, especially in, like, July. 
Um, we actually had our little squad of five when we went to nationals for the youth league get third place for our age division and average. And so that was really cool. We got like little plaques and we got to like take our pictures and get recognized. But um, honestly, it's been like really good this year. So that was at the national level that mm-hmm. you guys got third place? Yeah. Um, so did you guys win state uh, then when you did that? Or um, or how does that, I don't understand like the, the structure of mm-hmm. trap shooting. Do you compete against like other like Waco size schools? Or are you competing against all the schools in Iowa? So nationals is like any like club that can attend like 4-H FFA school related not throughout the country and like we even have like Canada there and we had some like people from Australia and this was the youth nationals so we went to Sparta Illinois two weeks before like the adult nationals happened and we got to compete for three days doing skeet sporting clays and trap shooting okay cool and so when you got third place when your team got third place like that's out of how many oh probably well over 30 or 40 just within our age group and our average Okay, great. Well, um, Liz, it sounds like you're up to a lot of cool stuff and you're doing really well. So I just thought it'd be fun to share, you know, some of those things with the Waco community. Um, I'll let you get back to class and doing your thing, but thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Warrior Update. Thank you for sticking with us and listening to some of the cool things that students are up to here at Waco. Uh, As always, this podcast is evolving and changing, so if you have any suggestions about things that you'd like to hear or things you'd like to see included in the podcast, feel free to drop me a line at drew.aird at wacocsd.org. And until next time, we are Waco.